this is Brooklyn Mike of TBMSRadio.com. Join me and my great co-host, DJ Scott West, on the Brooklyn Beef Podcast. This will be a series of podcast topics and dealing with the stupidity and disrespect in people, politics, situations, processes, or anything that just really pisses us off. This will be a great podcast series that can be accessed on any of your favorite podcast platforms. So please subscribe to our podcast shows right now on tbmsradio.com and join in on our Facebook group page discussions by liking our Facebook group, The Brooklyn Beef. And welcome to our podcast, The Brooklyn Beef. Yes, this is The Brooklyn Beef, and I am DJ Brooklyn Mike, and I'm here with my uh, cohort and co-host, DJ Scott West, and our subject today is going to be the cancel culture and face masks. Scott, how are you doing? Doing well, Michael. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing well. Well, here's another podcast that uh, a lot of people are, have been involved in or affected by, uh, cancel culture and face masks, <laughs> right? Cancel culture. What a glorious thing it is. Oh, yeah. And you know, it's funny because um, both myself and Lisa have been affected by this. Uh, we've also been, uh, we've had threats, we've had all kinds of stuff to try to silence us. And basically what uh, we're doing is trying to make awareness and give you our opinions of what happened in our lives. And I know that a lot of Americans today have uh, also experienced some of this stuff concerning uh, cancel culture. Yeah, cancel culture is kind of an insidious thing. Um and it's interesting, a year ago, I just thought cancel culture was just something really obnoxious, something that I, I couldn't understand why it was becoming so prevalent. And over the last 12 months, probably more so over the last six months, as I start listening and doing, you know, listening to news sources, various various how do I say conservative news sources mm -hmm. versus mainstream media um, have come to realize that cancel culture uh, is truly to me, to me, nothing more than the, Oh, how do I want to say this? Um, it's the far left's way of truly shutting down anything other than their own narrative. Correct. And, you know, I find it interesting that, uh, and again, we talked about this many, many times. It's the difference between right and wrong and not so much party affiliation. Correct. Although, you know, we do have... Um, extremist on both sides we have the far oh, left and far right absolutely um, and both are dangerous 
Yeah, both are very dangerous. Um, and, and it goes back again to uh, what is right and what is wrong. Now, you know as well as I have in the last two, three years, I've been very active and very vocal on uh, city council, city politics, and politics in general concerning where our city is going and where our area is going. And of course, uh, New York, uh, you know, New York, upstate New York is, is usually pretty conservative, but there's still a lot of liberals. There's still a lot. And you know, it's not, they're not many, but they are very vocal and they're loud. Right. So, you know, in the beginning, when we started being, I started being very active in this, um, we had people creating rumors about me. We had people uh, try to, trying to shut me down, if you will, trying to attack oh, yeah. us financially, to try to break us financially, uh, to shut us down. They, they uh, tried to contact the owners of the podcast and radio station to try to get us fired. <laughs> that yeah. didn't work too well. No. <laughs> they tried to um, hit me financially. And that, that you know, we're going to come to a head with that one because, um, you know, I've been fighting uh, my insurance company uh, for, for paying me for my disability. And uh, it, it's a sad story. It's a sad story because that's what they try to do is to, to try to hit you hard financially to try to get yeah, you to they stop. Don't just try to, they don't just try to silence you. They try to literally destroy you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that, that boggles my mind in that how can you even think that it's okay to not just silence someone, but to literally get them fired. Right. To, you know, try to contact an employer, say, Hey, you have a really bad employee. We, we think you should fire him. And what kills me is that there are employers and y'all have personal experience with this that will say, well, you know, we don't want the, we don't want the appearance of any inappropriateness. So yeah, we're going to have to let you go, you know, and, and, based and you're right on, based on BS, bad, bogus information that they don't bother to verify. And not only that, but also the employer, whoever they are, not having a pair mm -hmm. of eggs, if you will, to be nice. Uh, yes. to, to stand up to this cancel culture and say, no, I, I back my employee up and, uh, you know, and, and, and I'm, I'm retired medically, uh, medically retired and um, have some disabilities. But Lisa, who worked for New York state government, was let go because of some of this cancel culture. We had somebody who. Uh, is no longer on social media that I worked very hard to, to get him off of social media. Right. Um, create a scene at her place of employment and the, the employer didn't have, who was a New York state Senator 
did not have the fortitude to stand behind their employee because they worry about their reelection and which which is which is sad and <laughs> we should do a podcast on the whole election re-election process for state senators yes because i think up in new york they serve two-year terms yes and almost as soon as they get elected they're already trying to do the re-election stuff right and 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 not only that but unlimited term yeah and that that's a problem too you know so this uh i think it is anyway yeah i do too because you know that's what uh, governor uh, cuomo he was almost a lifetime governor if you will well, he thinks he's going to be because I'm I'm hearing rumors about him going for re-election. Yeah, yeah, we hear rumors of that too. But you know, the the state senator that did this didn't have the nerve to stand up by her employee, and what she didn't understand, the senator didn't understand that if she had stood by her uh, her employee and stood against the cancel culture. She would have had so many people behind her supporting her. Oh, absolutely. And now, because a lot of people, you know, Lisa was in the forefront of her constituents. The constituents dealt with Lisa, not so much directly with the senator. And a lot of people got torqued about what happened to her because she, the senator, did not support her. And it's going to go against the senator when she comes up for re-election, which happens to be this year. And the funny thing is what the senator doesn't realize is that she lost her own area in which she lives. She lost that. And she lost the area in which her office was. So, you know, let's just add another ding to her record by not supporting her employee in the correct manner so right. there you go you know you you uh you kind of screwed up there senator but that's okay that's your choice you did it and you didn't even have the nerve to fire her yourself you had to have someone else do it and that person who did it then quit because they didn't think your practices were very well oh wow really yeah. oh yeah yeah oh wow yeah, so, you know, I, I don't think the senator, you know, we're kind of going off topic because we're, we're talking about cancel culture, but we got to have, we got to put people in office that will stand up to this cancel culture. And like I said, the people who are doing it is not many, but they're just loud and stupid. Yeah, okay? they're extremely loud and they make, and the problem is they make stuff up. And what they'll do is they'll they'll find one little teeny nugget of of information, whether it's true or false, they don't care. They'll just find a little nugget of information and they'll create a narrative around that nugget to make the person they're trying to cancel look as bad as possible. Right. And, you know, um, because this has happened i mean i i've been threatened we've been threatened our home has been threatened um and uh you know that's okay because it seems like they like to do that stuff to fear to get the fear in you it's almost like terroristic they want you to have the fear but they don't um 
Well, you know, it's funny. It's funny you say that. It's funny you use that particular word because I equate this whole cancel culture thing um, with totalitarianism. Yes, I mean that's all it is. Just very thinly disguised totalitarianism. I mean, they if you don't spout their rhetoric when they want, the way they want, then you are against them and therefore you have no right to exist exactly so you know and the funny thing is like i said instead of taking the route of of supporting your employees as a senator you take the and honestly whether senator whether it's a corporate head whether it's a middle manager it doesn't matter if you're a boss and you don't back somebody who's been working with you for 12 years or more, okay? You don't back the people that have gotten you to where you are, then you don't deserve to be where you are. You're weak. You're weak. And you're weak in the system of what's happening in this country. And you're allowing it to happen because people, instead of standing up and saying this is wrong, they're bowing down. And somebody made the comment once before that uh, do what's right, not what's easy. Well, the last time I checked, being a politician, and I realize that this is going to be kind of an oxymoron, but being a politician, while it could be an easy job to be a good representative of the people who elected you, that is totally different than being a good politician. Exactly. Being a good representative means you're going to stand up and take the fight. You're going to fight that fight that comes to you and you're going to stand behind your people when you know they're right, when you know they haven't done anything wrong And if you stand by your people and you show them that you support them, they're going to give a thousand percent for you and they're going to do their level best to make sure you are supported as well. Exactly. And add the fact that that employee is a model employee, is a good employee. It's not somebody who who has goofed around or hasn't uh, done their job or, you know, exactly. So absolutely. I mean, when you've got uh, good people are so hard, good workers are so hard to find in this day and age. Exactly. I mean, they're out there and there's a lot of them out there, but it's just trying to find the really good people who have great work ethic, who have the, the internal fortitude to stand in the face of adversity, whether it's, uh, a small amount of adversity or whether it's a, a storm. Yeah, it just, when you get those people, you need to hold on to them. You need to support them so that they will continue to support you. You know, back in the day, like way back when IBM was a big corporation and they still are, but you know, you were important. You were number one in that company. You weren't a number. And they held on to you and they did whatever they can to keep you. So they did everything they can to make it um, marketable, your, their, their company, their business, to keep you, to take care of you, your family and everything else. Today, most corporations, most businesses or any employers 
are just making you a number. And right. And if it is that also, I think that (laughs) there's been such a shift in the, especially the large corporations toward this whole uh, social economic, social credit thing that's going on in China that they're trying to make global. Um, All these companies are worried about their ESG scores. Uh Um, And it just, it it boggles the mind. And, you know, I, I haven't done a whole lot of research on that aspect of corporations, but it's out there. And companies would rather kowtow to foreign markets than to stand up and say hey we're going to take care of our employees first and i get that you know bottom line it's it you know it goes down to the bottom line number you know their profit margin and i get that but you know the biggest thing in order to increase your profit margin is people processes and services or product that your company provides right so if you don't get the people to do the right jobs or the right people to do the jobs you're not going to succeed if you fail in any one of those three your company is not going to succeed product slash services of the company the processes that are in place and the people is what makes a company successful true well interesting i decided to look up while we're talking the esg thing it's environmental social and governance criteria And these are scores that investors use to figure out what companies they want to invest money in. Right. And this is why all of a sudden I'm realizing that the companies, all these major corporations are, you know, bending at the knee because the higher their ESG, the more investors they're going to get. And again, this has to do with wokeness. Because the investors, notably younger generations, have in recent years shown interest in putting their money where their values are. And while what I just read was right out of Investopedia, just because they think their values are this, they're so young, they haven't been around the block, they haven't been around the world, a lot of these kids haven't been in the military. They haven't experienced other cultures. They haven't lived in a time where it was, uh, there weren't so many internal forces working to kill this country versus external forces. Right, right. So, and for those of us who are our age and older, we we grew up and were raised in a time where the biggest threats to America were from outside. Right. We didn't realize we have just it. how many people were actually embracing the communist manifesto and trying to start working to tear our country apart from the inside. Right. And and ladies and gentlemen, we have enemies within. We have oh, absolutely. And what kills me is that. As member, as a as a police officer, as a as a prior service member, we I took an oath to uphold the Constitution of not just the state of Maryland, but of the United States. Right. And 
every member of Congress took that same oath to uphold the Constitution, and yet over half of them are just absolutely trashing it and ignoring it. And there are there are members of Congress that should be in jail. Exactly. There are members that are former members of Congress, former members of um, presidential cabinets that should be in jail for their actions because they are illegal, unconstitutional, and flat out treasonous. Yep. Totally but agree. Yet, but yet they just they're out walking around. They think they own everything and they think their stuff doesn't stink. Right. Because a lot of these, uh, and we're going to go into that, a lot of these cancel culture individuals are in other places such as judges, people, uh, district attorneys. Yes. Oh, especially at the district attorney level. I mean, judges, there's about a 50-50 chance you're going to get good judges, but it's these daggone district attorneys that refuse to prosecute violent crimes or they automatically lesser or lessen the impact of violent crimes and start charging them as lesser offenses. But it goes the other way. Now, someone who they may be checking Facebook or whatever, and they see if you're a vocal person or if you're a, a, you know, someone who's trying to do well or do good for your city, your location, your state, your country, they may penalize you even harder. Well, and on, that's, <laughs> on a supposed crime or, or, you know, event that they are trying to indict you for. They don't give me an example. Well, <laughs> okay. They wanted to make me an example, right? Never been, never been in um, trouble with the law at all. Right? right. And we had a situation going down uh, when I was going through a divorce and what happened uh there was a there was a uh, a political race for district attorney in the area that I used to live in okay and he was associated with um with my uh, ex-wife he was uh, he was a relative and uh he was trying to make brownie points for someone else who was running for district attorney and there was some liberalism involved in there and uh, they try to they try to nail me to the wall. Yeah. All right. Right. Which potentially I could have, you know, I could have been facing seven years in jail when I've heard people rob others. Somebody there was a crime that was committed here locally at gunpoint. And they got like two years. Now tell yeah, me how, but how yeah, that, for something bogus and made up, they're they're going to try to put you away for seven. Yeah, yeah. How yeah, how does that I, balance I, out? So so it goes the other way. A district attorney who may be liberal and uh, knows or finds out that you're someone that that could help the city or or is fighting the liberalism or the far left. All of a sudden, for example, look at the people. Look at the people that. Uh, are in in uh, jail right now that stormed the Capitol. Now I agree, you should have never been in the Capitol. Okay, but okay. Well, let, first of all, okay, let let's <laughs> let's look at that. Okay, but that's a whole the, the podcast people, in the itself. The people that were inside the building, right? 
weren't the ones that quote stormed the building exactly Exactly. the ones that did the breaking of the windows and climbed the walls that was antifa kids oh absolutely absolutely now the people that were inside that got arrested they were let in the barriers were pushed aside by the police exactly all and they were let in they were ushered in by capitol hill police and funny how there just happened to be photographers and videographers yeah. at key points, at key spots in the building. And that was get all pictures of this stuff. My opinion, that was all directed by Pelosi. Oh, absolutely. She, absolutely. she She's the one who turned down assistance from Trump six, exactly. what, six times. Now, Scott, you live in the area. I used to live in the area, right? Um. You couldn't come within two blocks of the Capitol without some Capitol police coming up to you and saying, what are you doing? Because I drove I drove I drove one day down to D.C. and I had my trailer with me and I wanted to take a photograph and, and drive, you know, drive by it. And within seconds, I had Capitol police pull me over and say, what are you doing here? I, I just want to get a photo, I, you know, of the Capitol it was a great morning sunrise and i wanted to capture a nice picture okay well you can't get this close so if i couldn't get that close within two or three blocks of the Capitol, how did these people walk right up to the steps because it was all pre-planned and this is absolutely this was this is another subject but going back to you have police you had people antifa types that actually uh, burned cities down. BLM and oh, Antifa yeah. folks burned oh, yeah. cities and all down. These district attorneys didn't charge them at all. And Kamala Harris was involved by by funding their releases, oh, yeah. funding their bail, their bail. Okay, and now you got people that have got into the Capitol are still in jail. They didn't burn anything down. Okay, and they didn't kill anybody. All those one one girl got shot, but she got shot by Capitol Cap- Hill police. Capitol Hill police. Yeah. Okay, she was an un- unarmed person. But this yeah, is what I'm was, saying. She literally was just walking through the crime. the The punishment does not fit the crime, and that Absolutely happens not. because they're trying to silence people. They're trying to cancel people. And there's a reason that there's. I mean, there's over fourteen thousand between fourteen and twenty one thousand hours of. Uh, security video, cell phone video that they have that they will not release. Nancy Pelosi and the 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 commission, the January sixth commission, has flat out refused the court's orders to release those videos, saying that oh no, we um, we have whatever reason we don't have to release that. Right. Um, yeah, you do because we still have this thing called the Constitution. These defendants still have a right to face their accusers, mm-hmm. um, and basically, you've still got a, about a hundred people in various jails around the country. I think sixty of them at DC jail being treated like crap. Exactly. Exactly. Now, what, what what kind of punishment or what did the people do that burned down some of the cities during the lockdown? What what punishment did they get? Did oh, you hear any? None. Did you hear any news of that? Oh no! Right? No! Right? But I these think maybe maybe, and I can count on one hand, the number of fingers on one hand, the peop- the number of people that actually got charged 
um, convicted and sentenced for either murdering someone during those riots or destroying property. Right. I, I think I think there might have been maybe two or three people convicted over the last two years for doing something, right. whether it was hurting someone or destroying massive amounts of property. Now, we're talking about cancel culture again, and we've jumped around because there's a lot of things about the cancel culture that has attacked this this. Uh, there's this a country. lot of aspects to There's it. There's a lot yeah. of aspects to it. Now, let's look at these liberal leftists, if you will, how they infiltrate into other things to try to cancel people and to try to change uh, the indoctrination of schools and um, right. organizations. Well, get, well, they get into the school boards, but you also get a lot of these people that are becoming teachers exactly they, they go to college and they get trained on how to indoctrinate students they don't get trained on how to teach students they call it teaching but they're not teaching them they're teaching them how to do certain things but they're not teaching them the way we used to be taught they're teaching them newer ways that do not lead to critical thinking they're teaching them ways that lead that lead to basically being good sheep and following the instructions you're given again also by eliminating past history of our country exactly so another one of my experiences of cancel culture has been they're infiltrating themselves not only in the school system but in organizations such as um the rotary okay oh yeah in this in this area which which boggles the mind and be like what yeah so here here's here's my my thoughts on this they infiltrated themselves in the rotary and and they came to me okay and said well some people came to me and said um we'd love to have you join the rotary i said okay you know come over and see a couple of of uh of uh meetings and this and that and uh and see if you like it and then you'll join so i went a couple of times and i said yeah you know i put my application in i'm gonna go ahead and join the the rotary and um, i'd like to help the community and then all of a sudden they started shunning me and it was like well when are we going to get the installation or the initiation and they kept putting it off putting it off and i find out through the grapevine that there's an investigation for the rotary about me because of rumor mills and rumors of what had happened with that whole situation uh, when I was going through a divorce. And all of a sudden, they started creating their own narrative of what I was and who I was based on rumors and not even discussing it with me they canceled me out and said, no, you know, uh, you're a felon. This is what they said. You're a felon. And we, we don't uh, want to uh, uh, have you in our organization. Now, mind you, I'm not a felon. <laughs> I am not a felon. However, they did what they could to try to prevent me from joining the organization because there was a lot of people in there that were... Um, liberals and who are doing liberal things to cancel 
certain things in the city. And they knew that if I had gotten into the organization that I was against that kind of stuff, like fighting against the police and stuff like this. And these organizations are using and infiltrating themselves in these organizations because they get donations. For example, there's a liberal group here that, uh, you know, from the college that they go to the Rotary and ask for money to help uh, their organization, such as uh, give a child a bike. Okay, so they get money from the Rotary. In the meantime, it's a great thing. It's a great idea if you don't have an agenda. But if your agenda is, I give a kid a bike, I can then indoctrinate them and they kind of owe me. So I got their ear to listen. Hey, why don't you join us in this and that concerning their liberal fight? Mm-hmm. Here I come along knowing I'm exposing everybody in the area of who's liberal and who is against our country, city, state, and so on. Right. And and I would be rejecting handing out money to organizations that help to fight the police. Because as a matter of fact, I exposed one individual who actually bought equipment to fight the police, such as water bottles that they freeze and they throw at police officers, yes. umbrellas, helmets, baseball bats, she was raising money and she was in the rotary she was raising money to do this and if if i had gotten into the club i would have exposed that okay so i became a threat to the people in the rotary now mind you the rotary is an excellent i'm not knocking the rotary the rotary it's it's your local chapter that's become subverted exactly okay so this is the type of cult, cancel culture. They made me look bad in front of everybody else, had me get out of the organization, and so that I can't uh, put them in the right track. Again, they were, they were threatened by me. Same thing with the Sons of Italy. Great organization. I've been involved with the Italian organization since I was a child, as far as I can remember. In there, you have people who are liberal. And they infiltrated themselves who are not even Italian or, you know, I'm first generation. My parents, my siblings, and everybody were born in Italy. Who knows the Italian culture more than me? And if you look at when we have a meeting, who is more Italian than I? There's not many first generations in there. Right. So you have people like are Scottish and involved well, in your social members aren't social they? members they're social members but they're social members and they're controlling the organization and they're not doing anything that is meant for the community the orders uh uh plan forward of what the order is for right. they're they're not doing what is well they're in, not looking to benefit the order of the sons and daughters of italy they're just looking to benefit themselves benefit themselves or benefit themselves in a way that creates more of a separation and liberal area in this area okay they want more people like them to join them uh and and again i was a threat i was black marked and you know what i have no problem i know who i am as we said before i look in the mirror i'm fine with who i am i'm a, a huge person person for the community i'm a huge patriot who loves our country who is a, a a child from immigrants 
who love this country and came into this country correctly. And I would do anything for this country. I would take a bullet. I would go and fight. I would do all of that. I would protect it. I would protect the Constitution, everything. Have no problems with that. These people, on the other hand, are separating all of us. You know, it, it, while you were sitting there saying that, I, it, it hit me that the difference between the cancel culture, and, and I, I hesitate to use, to use the word liberals, because liberal is kind of a broad term. Correct. Um, but extremist the, the d- extremists yes radical radical extremist the Pu- pukes the difference, punks, the difference between those that are trying to take control of our society and those of us who are fighting them is we were raised to make our own way mm-hmm. we were raised to earn what we have everything we've got we earned it. We worked our asses off for it. And these people wanted handed to They get handed everything. Right. They want everything handed to them. They want everything given to them. And they want the government to be the 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 sugar daddy to everybody in the and I'm like, no, again, it doesn't work that way. Again, That's socialism. How, it's un there and they're all about this green energy stuff and sustainability, but wait a minute. If you don't have a government that is sustainable, nothing else is going to work. So go out and buy yourself an electric car because that's going to help <laughs> the environment. Yeah. And, and, and oh, by the way, when your battery dies and you have to go buy In a new five one. Five or six years, six or seven years. The, dispo- the disposition of that battery is hugely damaging our environment. And how much do you replace $10,000 to buy new batteries? Yeah, you might as well go buy a new car. I mean, you could buy a new combustion, you can buy a, a good used combustion engine car for the amount of money you're going to spend on replacing the batteries in your Tesla or in your air or whatever. Exactly. So looking at some more organizations, right? I went and we had a, uh, a city council person who resigned and that city p- uh, council person resigned from his position who happened to be in my ward. So I was put up front by the Republican committee and said, hey, we would like you to try for that position. It would be an appointed position, not, a, not an elected position, because this guy was, um, was, had resigned. And that position, um, you know, if, if you're interested in it, then when the election comes up in November, you're going to have to run just like any other candidate. But... Hopefully, we can convince the city council, since he was a so-called supported by the Republican committee, that they would put another Republican in there. So they wanted me to come come up front and do that because I was the only one that they thought that had a spine to do so, considering all the um, people that were in city council currently are either uh, communists Right. Or they're idiots that, uh, you know, create problems. And I, would, I was the only one that they figured, because nobody was knocking at the door saying, I'll go, I'll go, and I'll be a city council. No, I was the only one that said, hey, if nobody comes, then I'll be happy to, to represent the ward. Well, right. when I went for that interview, 
there was one city council member in particular and uh he then told sent an email to all the other council members saying he was going to boycott the interview of me because i was a felon that whole bs oh uh, my gosh bullshit uh, uh narrative that they've been doing for the last four years about me and that he said he was going to boycott me because i was a felon and umpty squat and all that junk right well i found out i found out that a the email that he sent around i went i went to the interview um confronted some of those communists during the interview and the republican committee and the community was hoping that i would get that position but someone else got it and he was also a republican which is good but they canceled me they canceled me because of that email okay now that email came out and another council member gives that email to someone in the city and he's a supposedly a conservative now, why would you do that? Why would you send that email to someone who doesn't matter, who is a an idiot in himself, who plays both sides of the fence, both on the Republican and the de- Democrat side? He plays the both sides of the, this guy is another puke, okay? And this this can't this uh, council member gave him that letter, so I confronted him and I said, "Hey, by the way, I heard uh, you got this letter. I didn't tell him by who or anything else." And I said, "I'd like to see it." Oh, it's in my car. Well, I'd like to see it. Well, I'll get it to you one day. No, I'd like to see it now. <laughs> no, I'll get it to you another day. Okay. So I let a couple of days go by, and I called him, and I said, hey, I want to get, get that letter. He goes, no, you're, you're this and you're that, and he starts cursing on the phone, and, and he says, and, and I'm going to block you, and fine, block me. I still want to see the letter. So... He, uh, he then hangs up on me and says, uh, you know, don't call me again. Now, this guy is an ex-Democrat uh, who turned Republican, which is why I think he turned Republican, is to infiltrate himself in the Republican committee. Right. So he is working for the, the, the extremist on the Republican side. Now, I'll call that out as it is and as I see it. And that is my opinion. And I think this guy's an idiot. So I contacted the the, uh, the council member who gave him, and I had facts of how he got it, and I, who gave him that letter. And I said, hey, by the way, uh, you know, I understand that you gave a letter to, oh, I didn't give it to him. Yes, you did, because you're the only one that uh, uh, I, either you or the other guy, this other council member. And I said, um, and I know he didn't, because he was honest with me. You, on the other hand, I'm going to ask you for a copy of that he goes, okay, I'll send it to you. So what he does is he cuts and pastes the verbiage out of that email and puts it in a text and sends it to me. I call him back and I say, no, 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 no. I want the actual, a copy of the actual email that you received by that council member talking crap about me. Well, you know, it's got personal things and I don't care. The personal things is about me. And for you to give it to someone else and not me means you're out to hurt me as well. And you're supposed to be on my side. So I, I'll, give you, I'll give you an opportunity to send it to me. And if I don't receive it within the next 24 hours, I will go to the newspaper and tell him that you're the leak. 
of and and i don't care because you like stepping on me i don't have any problem stepping on you when it comes to my integrity and my person of who i am then i will i will run you over like a truck on a squirrel so you either send it to me or i go to the newspaper well i received that text or that actual email within 24 hours he hasn't spoken to me since and i don't well, really give not. a damn he's embarrassed he's and I, like yeah well i shouldn't have done this but he doesn't want to man up to accept and this is another thing that the the to the, the totalitarian authoritarianism cancel culture types don't want to do they don't accept responsibility for their actions it's right. never their fault and 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 i and years ago three four years ago i told him if you provide confidence in this guy that you gave this text this email to and you get close to him and you provide him information you're an idiot just as big as he is because he's going to wait for an opportunity to use what you give him, not only against me, but against you as the person who gave it to him. So get smart, don't be stupid, and don't continue to provide him information that you shouldn't be providing. Right. I haven't talked to him since. And you know what? Don't care. And I'm calling these politicians, these assholes, excuse my French, I'm actually calling them out on the carpet calling them as it is and telling them this is what i see and this is my opinion and if you don't act the way you should act you're going to get exposed so then there's another council member who's a member of the masons big organization and so mm -hmm. am i i'm also a member of the masons all right now, when I talked about the Sons of Italy before, I've been a Sons of Italy member for at least 10 years. And this is the, and I've never came across the issues that I've come across in this chapter or this lodge. Right. When I, you know, I've also been a member, I hit, I just hit 30 plus years with the Knights of Columbus. And I've been trying to get involved in the local Knights of Columbus, getting my membership transferred here. Right. I put that transfer in a year ago. Still haven't heard anything. Right. I've been a member of the Masons and a second degree member of the Masons now for uh, at least six years. So that letter went to another council member who was a mason the mason then brought it to the masons and he knew the story and he knew because i provided all of them a letter of my past and what what the issues were and the rumors and i put it to bed this guy disregarded my email and turned around and sent the masons the letter from the other council member calling me a felon and everything else so i get a phone call from masons and says hey what's the deal here well, you know we don't like felons in our organizations i says you know <laughs> this cancel culture is unbelievable it's non-stop and they are excuse my french a rectal cave they really are and and uh so i said to them i said well you know what i'll tell you what 
If you have a problem with me, you tell me now on the phone. Well, we just want to clear it. You know, we want you. We want to talk to you. No, I'm done talking. I'm done trying to explain who I am and what I am and my past and everything else to anybody who who my past really doesn't matter and it's not anyone's business. And I'll tell you what, I spent 35 plus years working for the U.S. Defense Department for large corporations and I am done dealing with you jerks who take rumors and accept rumors over somebody who has been part of the organization and knows the difference between right and wrong. So they they have their own organization um, uh, that does internal investigations and stuff like this, who is a retired police officer and uh, a lieutenant of some sort in the New York State Police Department. And I, I he called me and he says, you know what? He says, uh, I have this ability that I can do background checks and stuff like this. Would you mind? I said, no, go right ahead. I paid the money to do it. I says, I'd love to get a copy of what you find. <laughs> so I got it and I sent it to the Masons and everybody went silent. Why? Because the report showed exactly what I told them. I was not a felon, that this situation happened when I was going through a divorce. There was politics involved and everything else. So they went to bed. So I'm dying to run into certain people from the Masons, because I'd like to talk. And again, the Masons, the Sons of Italy, the Knights of Columbus, the Rotary, they're all great organizations. All great. Yeah. They do great things for the community. They but do the great. local chapter there in Geneva of each one of them is just whacked. It's whacked because of the cancel culture and these people who have infiltrated these things. And, if and, the, it, and it seems as though, and it, I think this goes back to your thing about leaders not standing up. It's not the leaders that are causing the problems. It's the leaders that aren't standing up to one of the members trying to spread disinformation. Exactly. And it's the same thing that happens in the national level with our politics, our president and everything else. Look at the leader we have at the at the helm in, in our government today. It's the same thing that's happening in these small organizations. And it happens at the local level, at these small levels, and it blossoms up all the way to the national level. And this is this kind of crap that is happening in our organizations, in our local cities, in our local states, that are creating a problem for our country. Folks, ladies and gentlemen, I have no problem. I walked away from all of those organizations because of this BS. Have I stopped fighting? No. Have no. Am I just as vocal? No. But you know what? I'm doing stuff behind the scenes. So be careful for those who are quiet. Yeah. I mean, it's. Well, that's what cancel culture has done. Cancel culture has driven those of us who know what's right and wrong, know the difference between right and wrong, and truly care about our communities and keeping them decent versus indoctrinating them. Um, and there's, I mean, there are a lot of things going on behind the scenes. Um, and for people that would like to help save this country, uh, there are groups out there that you can join, but you just, 
don't look for them to be advertising because that's how they're going to avoid getting the they're not going to advertise because they they don't want to be the the object of threats and they they want to continue their mission so they're just going to go about it quietly exactly grow a pair people who are at the in charge of like the sons of italy uh president great guy love him to death right unfortunately he didn't have the 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 the, a pair to stop some of the crap that was going on internally right um i i love geneva new york absolutely love geneva new york i love the state of new york however the politicians running the state of new york i wouldn't give you two cents for them and that's why people are leaving because they can't afford it they can't stand the politics they can't stand the politicians i wouldn't give you two cents for them they're a bunch of idiots and i look forward to the day that we decide to leave the state of new york unless new york turns red but right now in its blue state it's disgusting it's disgusting what new york state new york politicians are doing to new york state now i you know i love this country i like i said i love geneva i love this country love the state couldn't give you two cents for the politicians within the state and that's what's destroying this state it's turning in into another california i wouldn't move to california if it paid me as a matter of fact the worst state in the country for taxes is the state of new york followed by the state of california you know the best state to live for tax burdens and we're talking property tax sales tax all the taxes right the state of alaska i understand that you know what's the next one tennessee tennessee is starting to look really good to me right now oh yeah you know and there's a lot of people moving to Tennessee because of that. Oh, there are. Oh, yeah. You the know? population growth in Tennessee is, I wouldn't say it's gonna, it's rivaling Texas, but it is significant. Yeah. So, you know, again, I love, I love what I do. I, I, I love the state. I love the country. I would do anything for the country. I'd do anything for the city. But you know what? When you, when you bust your hump doing what you're doing to help the city, and people behind you are saying, go, go, do it, do it, do it. And then you turn around when you need help and you turn around, there's nobody there. You guys are a bunch of idiots. You guys are a bunch of false, lying, cheating assholes that deserve to go to and, 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 and shake hands with the politicians of New York because you don't know how to fix your own state, your own city, you know. So I'm going to continue to do what I do, but we're going to use different platforms like we're doing right now on the Brooklyn beef. There you go. So another thing that we talked about in the last podcast was how, when we got locked down face masks, right? And this is coming from politicians and everything else, including our state, state of New York, state of California were the first states to the, the only states that imposed the face masks for so long and kept them for so long. When we were down in lockdown and Fauci and all the politicians in the states and everything else was saying that the CDC and everything else says the children are the least of our population that will carry the disease. 
and will will also um, um, not only carry the disease, but uh, will will are contagious or who are at most at at danger of dying are children and kids under the age of I think it was fifteen or so, right? Right. So now all of a sudden, um, we turn around and the 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 people who have told us that the children are the least to be worried about tried to turn around and say oh my god uh the children need to be face masked yeah that that's just bogus and that was that was the teachers unions that was the adults who are afraid for their health for themselves um I mean, the fact that, I mean, the statistic is something like for elementary age range kids, 99.99994 had no issues with coronavirus at all. Right. There there were maybe uh, out of 75 million children that age or, or 20 something million kids that age. 1800 were affected by coronavirus and of those 1800 a couple hundred died right but they also had comorbidities the ones that passed away had comorbidities they had other health issues correct at least two or three for adults four or more right but for those that were truly healthy it, it, it it's as if it came and went exactly and that's what i'm saying you know the the politicians what they're doing the politicians that i wouldn't give you two cents for have told you the kids are the least well the the, the whole it, it's all tied back into the control and authoritarianism and totalitarianism right. they used it as an excuse to gain control and to put fear into everybody right. that's all they did and it, it just, it, I mean, here in Montgomery County, they just lifted, finally, a couple of weeks ago, lifted all, all the mask mandates. Mm-hmm. Um, I, we got something else going on. We got a war, so we don't need to worry about coronavirus uh, anymore. Oh, yeah. Oh, but there's still talk there. I mean, Fauci's still talking to the BBC about... Well, we there's going to be another there's going to be another variation. Well, that's out, because so. Fauci is a media whore. He he just he just wants to be well, out. He's kind of disappeared up until this right. interview with the BBC. But um, the assistant to the assistant press secretary, basically, she's she's like I think the head of White House communications. Right. She's like junior junior Saki. Right. When Saki can't talk, she has a replacement. When that one can't talk, her replacement is the head of White House Communications. She went out in front of the media and uh, at one of the press briefings and said, well, we, we need to make sure we have enough funding to get, you know, all the vaccines we can now. 
why are you expecting something? Yeah. And first, and you know, a, why are you calling them vaccines? They don't keep you from getting anything. They don't protect you from going to the hospital. They don't keep you from dying. They don't keep you from getting sick. So it's not a vaccine. <laughs> and, and now Pfizer saying, Oh yeah, you need to get your fourth booster or your, your, <laughs> your second booster fully vaxxed was two shots. Then you got a third shot to be boosted, but now they're saying, Oh no, you, now you need another booster. Right. Like, no, 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 no. We're going to have a card that says booster. And then on the, on the side, it's going to have number. This is booster number 23. Yes, you yeah, took it. Well, that's the, uh, they, they can have it. I have. Yeah. Yeah. So no, no part of it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is this is an interesting thing. And the reason why I kind of picked uh, uh, face masks and cancel culture, because think about it. They want to shut you up. They want to cancel you. They want to put something, a mask over your face to shut you up. Now, yep. let me tell you, way back when, when we got the inoculations that left a mark on you. Remember those? years ago those were tested they were tested they were validated they were they oh, yeah, had all gone through 10 years of testing exactly and that's why i don't have a problem with those i will not get vaccinated and i'll tell you right up front i am not going to get vaccinated you're not putting that, that shit in my body well everybody said everybody wants to say oh polio vaccine well the polio vaccine was tested for 10 years yeah how long has has the coronavirus vaccine been tested oh they were they were repurposed from some other research thing and it took less than a year to get them out isn't it even uh it wasn't it even um uh, uh, approved by the fda oh no it was emergency use uh-huh now the uh -huh. fda has allegedly approved the pfizer vaccine even though the documentation from pfizer is showing horrendous results when compared to all the other vaccines in the last 30 years that have been tested in this country and the adverse events to those vaccines when you look at the CDC's VAERS system, vaccine uh, adverse event reporting system. Right. Um, the FDA used to shut down vaccine testing when they had more than 15 or 20 adverse events. Right. When you have 1,500 adults dying in the first two months of these trials and they keep it going, are you kidding me? <laughs> and my uh, professional athletes who are, who are vaccinated, boosted, they're, they're all of a sudden having cardiac issues, myocarditis, pericarditis, um, basketball players, soccer players, rugby players going down the field and just keeling over. Right. They were in perfect health. Right. Now, perfect health. Going back to when we got the polios and all that shots and vaccines, the government didn't force it down no. our throats. No. They were optional. You went in and you got a vaccine. Now, they may have told you your child can't go to school unless they're vaccinated, but you also had the option of homeschooling those children. When the government forces you like they're forcing us to try employers fire, firing people because they're not vaccinated. You can't get on a plane because you're not vaccinated. You can't take a vacation because you're not vaccinated. You can't get on a cruise ship because you're not vaccinated. When the government 
is imposing and forcing you to do something, the government should give you options. The government is working well, for us. it's unconstitutional to force people to do something. It is unconstitutional. Ladies and gentlemen, when the government is forcing you to do something. That's totalitarianism. That is no longer freedom. Correct. When you no longer have autonomy over your own body, that's not freedom. And there is a speech that Ronald Reagan made concerning freedom. And it's on our, on our podcast that you can go back and listen to the speech himself. It's like a 15-minute speech. It is amazing that that man already talked about what we're talking about today concerning freedom. And we're only one generation away from communism. So, again, think about it. When, when the government is forcing you to do something that you don't want to do or forcing you to do anything... I'm telling you right now, that is no longer freedom. It is no longer the United States of America. So exactly, we can go on and on about this subject, and we will go on and on about this subject. Uh, Scott has a lot of uh, facts that he can give about face masks and things like that. But I, I just wanted to bring that up because it's it's government trying to silence us. It's government trying to to control us, and it's. It's got to stop. So my recommendation is stand up for your rights. Stand up for the Constitution. And come November, and every November following this, don't forget what's been going on. And make sure you right, make the right decision when it comes to the voting. And go to the polls in person, for God's sake. Yes. Do not send anything because you're not, you're not going to know if it gets there or not. So, Scott, what's your final thoughts on this whole thing? My final thoughts are um, this country is heading toward a bad place. We can pull it out, but it's going to take a lot of work from a lot of people with a lot of determination. And we have to get rid of. We have to take a look at we have to actively take a look at who in our local um, political process, who in the state political process and who in the national political process has been for freedom and for lockdowns, for forced this, forced that, and we need to vote appropriately. I totally agree with you. And again, I, I, I kind of gave my final thoughts on this just a moment ago before Scott said it. If the government is trying to force you to do something, you lost your freedom. And don't lose your freedom by voting for the wrong person. We need to start having people that are going forward and, and uh, are fighting for our Constitution, fighting for our freedom, and fighting for who we really are as Americans. And avoid bringing more issues into our country by opening up the borders and leaving those open and uh, having them redistrict the areas to gain more control and that's what they're doing they're opening up the borders to bring more people in to have more people such as those those people who are illegal aliens to come in and vote for the people that are doing this to our country so it's all tied together it's all tied together and we're going to try to 
somehow, after several of these podcasts, try to bring the bridges together and tie it together. Those are my final thoughts. Be an American. Do what you need to do to maintain our freedom in this country. I love you all. Scott, love you, man. Thank you for being a part of this podcast. My brother from another mother will love you. And love you too, my friend. And we'll be, uh, you'll be seeing another podcast. So stay tuned. Mention this podcast to your family and friends. Subscribe to it so that whenever new podcasts come out, you will get a notification. We're on every single podcast platform out there. So yeah. uh, enjoy. <laughs> And we Until hope they start canceling us. <laughs> <laughs> well, they'll have to go to my boss to cancel us. And uh, my boss happens to be my wife. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, no, but big tech can big tech will pull it. Big tech, if they don't like something, they'll just pull it. They'll they'll take it right off. Well, we're going to try to avoid that. And we're going to post it everywhere in social media. So just continue to uh, to uh, follow us and uh, hope you enjoy what what you heard and again these are a matter of, of our opinions and yep. uh, these are our opinions and research that we have done so we love you and hang in there thank you for joining us here on the brooklyn beef thank you for listening to the brooklyn beef podcast this is brooklyn mike and thank you to my co-host dj scott west for more information about our podcast please go to tbmsradio.com or go to any of your favorite podcast platform and check out the Brooklyn Beef.